0: Welcome to Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner. Steve Horner, a former radio talk show host, helps spotlight the source of today's social chaos while offering practical solutions to the problems negatively affecting you and your family. And now, here's Steve. Ho, 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 welcome here to the Steve's Cottage. I'm the Steve Hornerman, the Stevester, the Steve-meister. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, as you can tell there now, I am wearing my Minnesota Vikings sweatshirt there. Uh Uh-huh. Because, well, being from Minnesota, you know, there, sometimes we do talk like this. And, uh, well, like when you saw Fargo, you know. And when I went back to Minnesota after not being there for 10 years, and they were all talking like this, I said, hey, <laughs> is somebody filming Fargo here? I thought they were putting me on. But that's the way we talked back then, you see, because it's a, it's a land of Scandahovians. And, uh, and uh, even though I'm not a Scandinavian, I'm more of a uh, German type of guy, you see, and maybe a little British and maybe French-Canadian. But uh, anyhow, uh, it, it's go, it goes to prove that— uh, Familiarity not only breeds contempt, but uh, also an accent. <laughs> well, so anyhow, so I thought I'd wear the uh, Minnesota Vikings uh, sweatshirt here just to honor the Minnesota Vikings. You know, they got the second best football record in the NFL next to Philadelphia at 7-1. to And they came into the season as a kind of a lowly dog, not having much of a season last couple of years, you see. And so uh, so they come in. And now, of course, that's going to be the jinx. Now they're going to lose this week, I suppose, coming into Buffalo. Because, you see, in Minnesota, those women, those feminist women, well, they teach you how to be sentimental. And if you get too tough in NFL football, that's a tough game. Well, if you get too tough, you're kind of a mean guy. And so you better back off a little bit, you see. And so then they back off, they become sissies, and then they lose, and that's typical. Look at that's how they lost four Super Bowls in the 70s. I know. I was there. (laughs) Probably wearing the same hat out there at the stands on the old Metropolitan Stadium turf. Well, so anyhow, so I went to the game. I took my uh, Navajo Indian friend, uh, Jeanette. (laughs) Don't you laugh over there. Hey, look at I'm Mr. Popular. Sometimes I get lost in the uh sometimes I get lost in the scrapbook. Sorry, I wasn't expecting Janet to be a Navajo Indian name. It was but... Jeanette. Oh Jeanette. Oh, Je- okay, now Je- that makes Je- more sense. Ah, yeah. Jeanette. Yata Hey, continue uh-huh. on. Hey, right on. And when you say that to them, they almost want to slap you because it's kind of a white man's uh, folklore. But anyhow they say you no, know, and then some of them say Yata Hey, great, greetings to you too. So anyhow, maybe it gets overused. Well, we went to Pelican Lake up there on the old uh, Pelican Lake and the Boundary Waters uh, canoe area there. Awfully cold. Well, it's a good thing that we know Lena and Oli, Lena and Oli out there on the lake in Pelican Lake and they got this ice fishing shack out there, you see. And, oh, boy, this is not a regular ice fishing shack. Oh, no. Ole o- o- has got this all pimped out, you see, with uh, Archie Bunker-type recliner chairs. And he's got the generator, and he's got the cooler, and he's got the he's got the pallets on the—the uh, the wooden pallets on the floor on the ice to keep your feet from freezing. He's got a pool table. He's got a heater, and he's got the TV, and he's got the satellite and all this kind of good stuff, you see. And, uh, you know, so I'm sitting back on the Archie Bunk- Bunker recliner having some skis. And and Lena. Well, she's got the Krumkaka and the lefsa and the Ludafisk and the and the what's that called? Oh, that was a good one. Oh yeah, Kuchen. My grandma, my my German grandma used to make Kuchen. Well, anyhow. So during the commercial, you see, when we're watching the Minnesota Vikings, uh, you know, come from behind and beat the, the Washington commanders with the sissy name that gave, you know, and uh, even e- even my Navajo friend Jeanette calls them sissies for giving up on the Redskins, you see, on the name. <laughs> they, had to pl- they had to play the political correctness game. Well, so anyhow, so during the commercial, Lena looks over to Ole and says, Ole, huck you! Ole goes, well, Lena, huck you too. And Lena leans into the arm of her Archie Bunker recliner chair, looks him straight in the eye, you know, and goes, ollie huck you. Ollie goes, huck you. And then Lena sits back and digests the whole thing and says, you know, Orly... This oral sex ain't everything it's been cracked up to be. (laughs) And only goes, you know, I agree. Lena, give me another brewski. Well, so anyhow, so that was the deal with that. And uh, Jeanette, you know, intermingling with the uh, the, uh, Chippewa and the Sioux uh, natives up around the uh, Boundary Waters canoe area didn't go so well. Sometimes we'd bump into them at the convenience stores, you know. And uh, I'll tell you, some of these uh, white women, uh, C-U-N-T-S, these overbred, these overeducated white chicks, you know, and they come in and they say, oh boy, it's been all of us European white men who have caused all the chaos, you know, between these tribes that were here forever. Well, Jeanette and uh, many other natives that I've met over the years from different natives, from, from different nations, different tribes, they tell me, oh, these nations, they were at each other's throats for centuries. So don't buy into that feminist cunt stuff and, be, and, and, and believe everything that you hear. Because history is history. And these people, you know, sometimes they fight over turf or women or buffalo or, or whatever. The, the forest that provides the windbreak, maybe. Who knows? We weren't there. Neither were those feminist, over-educated white cunts who keep coming after us saying you're a mean, mean, old white, angry man. Well, so anyhow, but you see, that's the deal. And, 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 and my friend Phil Conklin, I wear this with great pride and honor. Unfortunately, he well, see, he gave it to me, my friend Phil Conklin. And uh, we were on the same South Minneapolis block. And uh, we even went to different schools together, you know. Well, he, he was a man who smoked cigarettes too much. Everything in moderation sometimes helps you live a little longer. He died of esophageal cancer, and so I'm wearing this not only in tribute to the Minnesota Vikings, whom I don't want to pat on the butt too hard today because I don't want them to get too overconfident, as they have a tendency to do. But I do want to say thank you, God, for bringing Phil Conklin into my life, and thank you, Phil, for the beautiful NFL jersey. I wear it in your honor and your tribute today. But you know when we hear about the finger of blame being pointed at us and over and over and over we become people who have uh, been been victimized by lies. You're the problem with this. You're the problem with this. Well, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're the oppressor. I'm the I'm the victim. You are always victimizing me. Over gets a little tiresome, you see? Lies and hypocrisy is what it boils down to. And lies and hypocrisy can oftentimes turn into anger. Because you see, it initiates, it initiates the emotion of confusion. What the hell are you talking about? I didn't do that. This is not my fault. You're not being responsible. That's your problem. Look at the guy in the mirror. Look at the woman in the mirror. That's the problem. Not me. I'm confused about what you're saying. And sometimes that confusion can turn to anger because you feel betrayed. And betrayal can lead to violence. Now, we just come out of an election yesterday, and, you know, when I was younger, uh, there were less people in the United States, maybe 240 million. Now there's maybe... uh, Another 100 million more than that, but the percentage of voting was higher. And there was no digitalized voting. And we had the results that night. And you'd read about it in the Star Tribune that morning, the next morning. But now everything's become digitalized and it's become more complicated. (laughs) How the hell do you figure that out? I think we got idiots working behind the scenes. And I know because I used to deal with those idiots. And I've been fired from a couple of polling booths because I am outspoken. And those liberal women, and they're always liberal women, they come after me for my politics. And so I get fired. And when I go to the county to ask why, they never tell me. Well, you're just gone, Mr. Horner. But I did volunteer. And as a radio man, when I used to have the four-hour talk show programs on some medium. And large market stations, I'd oftentimes get the women, uh, the, the League of Women Voters in, just because I'm a good guy. And i talked talk to them about the issues. It was all volunteer. I'd get them in. Public, uh, public uh, service time, you see. But they were always liberal. So when Trump says that his the election was stolen, I think it was a perfect storm of a lot of maliciousness here, there, here, there, and everywhere that, uh, you know, tallied up to... Um, Some uh, falsified uh, results, but still they haven't found the smoking gun, but it does piss off a lot of people. And that resulted in the January 6, 2020 insurrection, and I will call it an insurrection because that's what it was, of the United States Capitol in Washington, D.C., there were a lot of thugs. There were also a lot of professional people, a lot of military, a lot of pol- pol- former policemen, former and current police, uh, police officers, I believe. But a lot of thugs. And they were angry. And they became violent. And you see, that's what happened in World War II with the Nazis. You know, Karl Marx, the co-writer of the Communist Manifesto, a Jewish troublemaker. And you're saying, oh, there's Steve. Steve, you're bashing the Jews again. (laughs) I'm just saying that the Jews have a history of being ultra-liberal. And you're going to say you're wrong. I'm not. Because the press keeps telling you that they're conservative. How about this Benjamin Netanyahu, who just brought in again to be prime minister of Israel after he was kicked out for some uh, scandalous and illegal dealings? Now he's back in business being embraced by the liberal Joe Biden. We got a Ukraine run by the Jews. It's going to be another Israel versus Palestine. You watch and see. It's already developed into that. And so the Jews are liberal. And, the, and, 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 and that's why Karl Marx was kicked out of country after country after country after country. Because, you see, these countries were conservative. The families were strong. The kids went to school and learned. There was discipline, responsibility, church, and God in, in, in the homes. But liberalism kicked all that out, because when you centralize, you know, the family, the needs of the family, the productivity of the family into the community, state, the state gets fat, but the but the families don't. You know, they they uh, they languish. Well, so anyhow, so, um, so uh, you know, tying in, uh, you know, uh, Jeanette and some of her conversation with these uh, Sioux and Chippewa and some of the anger at the insurrection of the capital, you know, it, it, it does come down to a result of lies and, and, and betrayal. And those World War II Nazis, they were thugs. And uh, but they felt betrayed by the Jewish liberal policies that were busting up their families and bringing in homosexuality and bringing in drugs. And you see, the communists at the, in the state—they don't care where the hell the money comes from, just as long as it ends up in their coffers. So you can have these open gay bars and the open drugs and the open prostitution and the open crime. It, it, that's okay as long as they're getting their booty, and a lot of people don't know that. But Karl Marx, that he, he was, he he he. Uh, what was the guy's name? Joseph Engels or something like that. But anyhow, so he uh, uh, Marx Lenin Lenin Lenin, and anyhow, so um, so that was the uh, the, the co-author of the Communist Manifesto. But, uh, but these, these Nazis, they were thugs, and they were, they were pissed off, and they, and, and, they, and they heard about Hitler finally pinpointing where he believed the stench was coming from, and that was the Jewish liberal policies, because as early as the, you know, 19—after World War I and into the early 20s of the 20th century, uh, people were wondering— Where in the hell is all this dysfunction coming from? And so Hitler came up with the notion that a lot of it stemmed from the liberal policies of the Jew-run state. And you see, that's what I'm trying to do here on this program. Everybody says they're going to clean the swamp. Everybody says they're going to run a straight race. Everybody says they're going to do this for you and you're going to be happy and uh, you're you're, going to value me being in office. But has it happened? No. It has continued to get worse. More crime, more dysfunction, more drugs, more divorces, more uh, abortion. Uh, abortion numbers are down, for the time being, and that's a that's a blessed good thing, you see. But uh, more uh, fewer graduations from school, uh, more busted families, more crime, more incarcerations, and I'm saying it's you know. God said it in the Bible; these women should not be in charge of a uh, of, of male-style policies, and that's in First uh, Timothy and uh, also uh, Paul's uh, Paul to the Ephesians. But the women were only allowed to vote by 1920, so I'm not the only one that had. You know, their eye on the women's wiring, God-given wiring, to not be able to accept and and, uh, and um, produce and, and, um, and provide pragmatic policies, cause and effect. If I do this, this will happen. I don't think they're wired that way. But yet they have forced their way into public policymaking because if you don't elect them— Or if you speak ill of them at home, number one, there goes the sex and the harmony at home, and at work you're called a misogynist. A lot of guys have become cowardly and spineless these days and don't want to go through that, even though they know I am right. So it has nothing to do about hating women. It has everything to do with understanding pragmatism, the value of pragmatism and being able to vote for the person who is going to have a more keen eye on cause and effect. Bring about the policies that are going to best suit you and your family, your business, your community, your society. Bring the uh, races together, bring the genders together, bring the f- keep the kids in the family and keep them excelling mom will be happy, dad's happy, the kids happy, the church is happy, the community is happy, the crime is down. Not because we hate women, because everybody has a place in the uh, order of things. So uh, I don't think that's uh, too tough to understand. It's, it's practical and if you take a look at it in objective eyes, it, uh, it, it makes sense. Just look at the disorder we've had since the 70s when women have become uh, power shooters. Crime up, education down, families busted. It has changed, folks. And I'm the one that's stepping out of the box and saying, you know, maybe we ought to look, at, listen to the Bible. Maybe we ought to look at this, uh, you know, this dog crap on our shoe and find out uh, exactly where it does come from. It emanates from lousy policy making, and you don't have to vote for them. Well, so anyhow, the um, the uh, the notion of uh, being angry and resorting to violence and uh, those types of uh, things it's, uh, its 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 is it's, it's human nature, and uh, I don't believe that we need to have. Those uh, hypocritical, harmful policies uh, in our society, but they are because these women are in charge, and then you get the P.W. men, the pussy whip men, who kowtow to them, and uh, that's that's a big problem. You know that is the elephant in the room. That you know the big smelly farting elephant that nobody is going to acknowledge. But by God, that thing stinks. Mmm, but I ain't going to talk about it. And yes, the emperor is not wearing any clothes, but I'm not going to say nothing. Uh Uh-uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Even though, you know, even though I know that the emperor is not wearing clothes, and he might be riding that damn big, farting, smelly elephant. But you see, the wokeness of today's society, which does translate into being pussy-whip men, you know, the, uh, the fear of being caught in, to uh, speak your own mind, which you can see from my books at stevehornerbooks.com. And I want to exp- ex- extend that uh, invitation to you once again to visit stevehornerbooks.com. Horner is just like Little Jack Horner, but only Steve Horner. stevehornerbooks.com. And uh, there is... Um, you know, where the books are for sale. And I started writing about this gender thing with my single parenting book back in the 90s. And it sold a ton of them, but then, you know, women became, you know, pretty uh, angry about it. And there went my uh, talk show radio and eventually into the 2000s and and uh, some jobs. and uh, But that's fine. You know, sometimes you have to take, uh, you, you know, you, you have to, You have to take a little heat with the scrutiny, and uh, that's what I'm prepared to do, and that's what I have been prepared to do. But that's where the gender issues started with the single parenting, and I think that's pretty well scripted in there, and that's at stevehornerbooks.com. And then also on the top menu line, there's the word that says podcast. We'll just click that, and then you'll see the index of the different shows, and uh, click the bottom button. That's where you're able to get the audio and the video. And you can see my good friend Phil Conklin's Vikings sweatshirt and, uh, and my crazy stocking cap, you know. Well, anyhow, so then, uh, yeah, but it's not that I hate women, you know. I don't. <laughs> How can you say I hate half of God's creation? I don't. I've never hated anybody or anything. It's just that I love America, and uh, unless America starts, uh, stops uh, slashing its wrists, uh, the bleeding will continue and everybody will feign. Oh, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Remember what I said about Hitler? Hitler was not an idiot. You know, he was well-read, well-versed. He was, li- he, he, he was kind of the class clown in school. He was liked by his classmates. But he says, where is this stench coming from? Well, that's what I'm trying to introduce here. And I don't know if I'm right. I think I am. But I am not God. So I'm not positive on everything I say, but I wouldn't say it unless I have firm conviction about it. But that's the truth of the whole matter, isn't it? All these candidates profess to clean it up, clean it up, clean it up, clean it up, clean it up. But uh, it doesn't clean, get cleaned up. It just uh, continues to, uh, to get worse. Over the last couple of weeks, we were talking about some hot potato social issues, and I want to lead up to this big federal case that I've been talking about where I ran into Christina Silva, no doubt Hispanic heritage, uh, a cunt in Nevada at the district, at the federal district court, and I thought that, you know, uh, gender-based pricing uh, should be illegal. You know, to give preferential treatment to women based on their gender, just to get them into the bar or the pool, so that the men will follow and spend their money. Well, it's it's it's, it's insidious. It's probably the same thing as Jim Crow. We don't want blacks in here because then the whites with their money won't come and fi- won't, won't follow. You see, so it's the same insidious thing. It's discriminatory. It's mean. It's malicious. It does exist. And now with the cunts in charge of these policy making, it's revenge time. And that's what this Christina Silva did. And she and, 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 and it's like, you know, and so I sent a bunch of press releases out to the Associated Press, to a bunch of uh, agencies whose job is to inspect these. But, uh, you know, I don't have the time or patience right now to appeal this. But uh, I want to talk to you about it. And I think that this woman not only uh, mistreated my position of justice, but she also served me with a great deal of revenge. And that's what I think a lot of these women in power do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're only doing a 25-minute show here, and so we're already at the uh, end of that program. But we're going to come back and talk a little more about some of that federal case, and then we're going to move on from the consequences type and get into something uh, a little different. So thanks for joining me today. I'm Steve Horner at Steve's Cottage, and be sure to take a look at one of my books and buy one or two at stevehornerbooks.com and get a little more in-depth detail about some of these uh, hot social issues that are uh, impacting you and your family. So, folks, until next time, stay on that rugged, less-traveled path of life. I promise you it's more fun, it provides better scenery, and offers a much, much richer reward. So this is Steve Horner from Steve's Cottage. Until next time you come to visit, you take real good care of yourself. Thanks for joining us. Visit Steve's Cottage again with Steve Horner.